You are listening to The Exchange. Welcome everybody. I'm your host, Dr. Lorraine. Today, I have a very special guest of mine, somebody that I have known for quite some time, my dear friend, Ashley Haig, who I met at Bible College when we were both um, younger in Jackson, Mississippi years ago. What a wonderful time that was. And she is going to be here to talk to us about finding balance in your life. And I also wanted to mention, I was in Ashley's wedding years ago, so I have a good connection with her husband and her children. And so it gives me such joy for her to be one of my guests today. So welcome, Ashley. Thank you so much for agreeing to be my guest here on the Exchange Podcast. Yes, thank you so much, Lorraine, for having me. I'm, I'm definitely honored and I'm so proud of you for doing this podcast. It's definitely been a ministry so far. So I just want to tell you that you're doing a great job and I love it, <laughs> whatever you're doing. So um, yes, yeah, so like Lorraine said, my name is Ashley Haig. Um, I've been married to my awesome husband, Erin, for 14 years. And we have two beautiful children together um, that are adopted. Um, I am a pediatric certified occupational therapist assistant. So I work with children from zero to three. And um, so I have an associate's degree, and I also I went to JCM, like um, Lorraine had said. Also, I did the Excel program through TBC, and um, I just completed last year the counseling course through Wilson University. So, um, yeah, we were on the Sunday School Committee for our region. We're in the um, Worldwide Pentecostal Fellowship, mm-hmm. and Ben and I started a church uh, six years ago. Okay. And that's right outside of Chicago area. Is that right? It is. It's on the Indiana side in Hammond, Indiana. Hammond, Indiana. Okay. And what was the name of the church again? Worship Tabernacle. Worship Tabernacle. Okay. So Worship Tabernacle in Hammond, Indiana. So I wanted to go into talking about... Um, your testimony, because you have such a beautiful testimony, which you have told me, and I have always just loved when you have told this about your husband and about your children, but why don't we go ahead and start talking about, first of all, your husband. You had a health scare years ago, so why don't you tell our listeners about that? Yes, my um, my husband and I had been trying to conceive for a number of years, and so um I had been all checked out and everything. So my husband needed to be checked out and he he was kind of um, hesitant about it. But around Christmas time, all this runs together now. So I forget what year it was, but it was a good while ago. (laughs) He started losing his appetite and it Mm -hmm. was kind of odd, but he's just like, I'm not hungry. It's around Christmas time. And he just wanted to get away from food. He just sat in the car at Christmas and thought, well, that's weird. But he did promise me after the first of the year, if we had not conceived, he would go uh, get checked out. So as it becomes, we, um, God really had his hand on us. We started the process to get everything checked out and we found out that he had testicular cancer. Mm -hmm. And so um, they'd done the surgery and such. And we found out that it was stage 1A localized no mm-hmm. chemo, no radiation necessary, only surveillance for five years. Wow. So 
we we were over thankful for that because the doctor had said that it was the painless type mm-hmm. and um that by the time we would figure it out when he would have the pain would be mm-hmm. when it was lungs or brain oh. and it would be too late so he said if we did have children more than likely would, wouldn't have gotten it checked out and it would have been too late by the time we would have figured it out. Mm-hmm. So we're beyond thankful that God had blessed us to figure things out so quickly. Yes, what a blessing that it just, you said no radiation, um, none of those things that needed chemotherapy. And so, yes, absolutely. That was a, you know, that that was a God thing. Now, um, you mentioned about the children not being able to conceive children at that time. Um, and now you have two beautiful adopted children, Vera and Isaiah. Tell us about that journey with them. Yes. Yeah, so my husband and I always wanted to adopt. And um, when we also want to have natural children, but also we wanted to adopt through foster care. Mm-hmm. So right, I think right after my husband had the cancer, we started to foster mm-hmm. and um, we ran into our children. <laughs> which were placed with someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we started to do respite care for them. So they would come to our house every four to six weeks during the two years that they were in care. And we really got to know them and in their situation it became adoptable. Mm-hmm. So we had to put our name in along with everyone else, then see who the best parent would be mm-hmm. <laughs> for my children. So we were selected, thank the Lord. And, um, and they they came and they moved in that May, and then um, we adopted them in that um, January of the next year. And we started our church July of the same year, so <laughs> it was quite a heavy year <laughs> per se. So um, we are like beyond thrilled. The kids are so awesome, and they love the Lord with all their heart. They're Bible quizzers and. Uh, my daughter plays music and everything, violin, piano, and uh, yeah. It's, so it's how crazy. old were they when you adopted them? They were five and nine. Okay, and so now how old are they? They are 12 and 16. Wow, my goodness, you have a 16-year-old. <laughs> Does he drive yet? Does your son drive yet? Not yet, but he, he works. He works, <laughs> so. okay, he works, okay, Wow. Wow. And I have met your daughter and she is just adorable and so beautiful. And that's so wonderful that they are Bible quizzers and doing things for the Lord and involved in music. I mean, that just makes me happy. So that's such a wonderful testimony. So I wanted to go into, you know, you are a pastor's wife of um, a home mission church and it's growing, continues to grow and God continues to do great things. And you are a mom and you are a wife and you work full time and there's got, there's a lot of stuff going on. So I guess my biggest question to you is how do you balance all of your obligations? What are the things that you kind of do to make that work for you and your family and your ministry? Yeah. Um, well, at first it was, it was quite a struggle to figure out what the balance would be. And I tried to do everything. I, I tried to be Sunday school teacher, do the music, you know, be a new parent, uh, move. We moved from our hometown over to our new town. So there's a lot of 
new things, a lot of things piling up, got to know this, do that, uh, a lot of things to starting a church and such. So um, God has a way of slowing us down because I ended up coming down with shingles. Mm. And then six weeks later, I fell down the stairs mm. and I broke my ribs. <laughs> so oh my I was literally stuck in bed and I sat around for literally a year. But during that, uh, probably three, four months, <laughs> I was like, okay, God, what are you trying to tell me? And basically it was like, okay, it's slow down time. It's slow down, mm -hmm. down time for you. Um, you know, most importantly, like getting a prayer life, you know, we, we have prayer lives, but, you know, I think everyone can, you know, you have a, you know, a wave of, okay, I got to get back into this and get a prayer life going and get strong and get the word of God in you and, and stuff too. And just really realize how to prioritize and know what you need to do and what your limits and your boundaries are and learning to say no and and everything so through all that I've really learned to being pre present over being perfect mm -hmm. and it doesn't all have to be perfect but if you're present and making the most out of it is the best <laughs> and that was the biggest struggle to go over because making everything perfect was not working <laughs> it's not <laughs> perfect and if you strive on being perfect it's it's not going to be good so you got to be at your best you got to always try your best and if you do your best then that's all that you can do then you can walk away being proud because you're doing your best so finding balance with that I also like went down to part-time for a few years just mm -hmm. to find balance, get familiar with what we need to do for the church, get familiar with what schooling works best for my children. Mm -hmm. You know, we've been homeschooling, we're getting ready to change it up. We think that we're ready for some private school or even keep homeschool going. But also just finding that happy niche where the household flows mm -hmm. and then everybody's on the same page and everything. So that's how I found my balance and open communication with my family, <laughs> telling my husband, keeping them full, fully communicated with saying, okay, the case is my schedule is getting a little bit heavy. I need help with this, or I need help with that. Just speaking up and letting him know has created a lot of really good balance. Mm -hmm. Communication, two things that I'm hearing, communication, having that communication with your spouse about what you're needing and how to, he can help out. You both can help each other in balancing that out. And, and another thing that you said that I love is presence, being present over being perfect. And I think that's going to be something that's going to stand out to people when they hear this, how important it is to be present, more important to be there in the moment and for everything to be perfect because that pressure to be perfect but what's more important being present with your family and and the people at your church and just being present so I love that that is such a good thing to be able to apply to your own life um so I wanted to go into my next question as you were talking about the importance of having a prayer life um but what are some scriptures and maybe some biblical principles um that help you every day in your daily you know struggle or your daily way to balance everything 
Yeah, there's been some really good key scripture that I've used along the way. And um, Ecclesiastes 3.11 really sticks out to me. And it says, he hath made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he has set the world in their heart so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. And uh, I actually found a mug at TJ Maxx or Marshall's that says it. It doesn't name the scripture, but I knew what scripture it was saying because it's one of my favorite ones because I know that God in his time will always make everything beautiful, no matter what's going on, whatever the struggle is. If you're depending fully on God, he's going to make it perfect. So you can have balance and everything, which goes into first Peter five, seven, and it, that's casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. And so God cares about every single worry or care that we have, all of our anxieties, so we can go ahead and throw that at his feet and find our balance to it at the cross. So um, a couple of other ones were Deuteronomy 31.8 and the Lord, he is it that goeth, doeth, <laughs> doth go before thee, he will be with thee, he will not fail thee nor forsake, neither forsake thee, fear not, neither be dismayed. And then finally, John 14, 18, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Mm -hmm. And so just all through those, you can find peace throughout your day. And mainly like whenever you're losing balance, that's whenever chaos is happening. Mm -hmm. And I believe it's in the love and respect book. I forget who the authors are, but they could talk about the crazy cycle on marriage. <laughs> it's all crazy and stuff. And that's when the chaos is going on. And then whenever you take away that chaos and the monotony, that's whenever you find the, the flow in marriage. And so it's the same thing in life. You got to take out the chaos and the craziness and find comfort in him and, and everything will balance out. Amen. That is really great advice and, and good scriptural insights. Um, so I wanted to ask, I know that you mentioned some of the things that you do and you know that you talked about communication, but what are what is your advice to families who are struggling to find their balance? And you've got a lot of these families that have little children like you did. I know your kids are older. I'm kind of trying to find, especially as a pastor's wife, and I think that everybody has their own family things working and um you know, trying to get stuff together with their children, but then you have the added thing of you're the pastor's wife, and you are working towards helping other people and ministering to them in church services. So what would you tell for the pastor's wife or the person that's also trying to balance ministry and their home? Uh, as my husband always says it, and I, I believe I've heard other um, ministers say, and I'm pretty sure I have, but make sure that God's first, then your family, church, then mm -hmm. work. If you prioritize those things in that order, everything will fall into place. And also years ago, there was a message that Brother Anthony Megan preached, and it was a nail in the sure place. Mm -hmm. And um, another minister's wife had just mentioned it to me not too long ago, and I listened to it. And, um, and while I was talking to her too, she said that, you know, as the minister's wife, anybody, you are that nail and, you know, and that wood is what you stand for mm -hmm. and you are that nail in that sure place. So to any minister's wife, you are that nail in that sure place. So making sure that you're having God first, then family, then church, and then work you're going to have so much more balance 
and you're going to be so much more on key. And in reality, it comes in full circle because it's going to take care of your marriage. It's going to take care of your children and it's going to take care of church and work. So um, and it's, it's having your priorities in the right order. That's true. And sometimes I think that people forget it's God first and then your family and then your church. And sometimes when you're trying to minister to the church, it's like God and church, but no family has got to go in there. It's got to be yes. God and then your family because they've got to be the people that you minister to first because God entrusted them to you. And then you got to be able to be able to minister to the church and then your work, of course, you know, and that's and I know that you and I had just been discussing about opportunities that you have at your work to as a bivocational pastor and pastor's wife that you're able to minister to the community um, mm -hmm. that you're in and in your work. So I think that's such a beautiful thing to think about. So um, one of my last questions is, what are some practical tips that you can give to our listeners? I know that some a lot of these questions are kind of the same, but just some practical things, like things that you do every day on the daily, like what your day kind of looks like that just makes your life a little bit simpler. Uh, I always make sure that um, I'm not a morning person. I never have. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> but... Um, I pray on the way to work. I pray for my husband while I'm doing my hair. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's a perfect opportunity to, to pray for your husband um, is while you're doing your hair. And then while in the car, pray about my day. I pray for my clients. I pray that I can be a good um, wife to my husband, that I can be guided for my children. Mm -hmm. um, you know, parenting is not easy. And unfortunately, it does not come with a manual. So <laughs> having that by your side is definitely a good idea in the mornings to ask for some guidance. Um, and then I go throughout my day and, you know, the word says, um, cease without praying or something like that. I think I said that wrong. Pray without ceasing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pray without ceasing. There we go. <laughs> Long day. Um, so, um, yeah. And you know, and then just back there, you know, some people going back to balance and not worrying about being perfect. You know, I just messed up that scripture and I could be like beating myself up, but I'm present. Right. You're present. Moment. That's right. That's what's important. Amen. Yeah. This is raw. This is me. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So just, you know, I go throughout my day and, and pray throughout my day. I get in the car or you know, something comes to mind and I pray about it. And then I'm making sure that I read the word throughout the day. And um, my Bible app like throws up a scripture or two during the day too. So, you know, I'm reading that. And then at night, just, you know, vesting yourself into more of Jesus. And I make sure that I take some time out for myself as well. Mm -hmm. um, care of myself. You know, I have a good skin routine in the morning. Um, and then eating healthy, getting your exercise. I always try to do that exercise on a limb. That <laughs> 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 is always good to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Fully honest. But, um, you know, make your priority list and being happy where you're at. Um, being content and making sure that you're getting off of social media sometimes because I think a lot of people can get in the comparison game. Mm -hmm. And 
that's whenever you can lose balance too, because you realize, especially like whenever you're, you're trying to do something like start a church or do something that's, that's extra special, that's yours and, or that you really care about. And then you see other people doing certain things. You can really, the enemy likes to come in and say, oh, look at that, or look at this, or, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, for the home missions wives, particularly, you know, every city is different and every pastor's wife, I think needs to hear this too. Every city is different. Every city has their battles to fight. Everybody, every city has their demons that you have to soar through. And, um, and every minister's family is built different. So, you know, I wouldn't sit back and compare yourself to others because you don't know what they're fighting behind closed doors. <laughs> That's <And> true. <laughs> you can give everyone a high five. <laughs> you know, social media is usually the highlights of everyone's life. And you don't see the struggle behind what's really going on. So, you know, what we can do is join hands, pray for one another, and making sure that also our mental health is being taken care of. Mm -hmm. and having a sure mind the bible says having a sound mind sound heart and you know it and that comes with balance too whenever you have chaos in your mind or chaos in your heart you're not going to find balance in your life you're not going to have you know you're going to run into burnout and and all kinds of things so um i'm also writing a book right now for ministers wives it's an outstanding okay i didn't know so that yay but it's almost done i'm awesome. i'm getting over I'm looking into getting the cover done, but it's a minister's wife's devotional because um, I really feel like finding balance in the ministry for minister's wives is so important these days. Mm -hmm. It's also, it, it devastates my heart whenever a minister's wife commits suicide yeah. or yeah. A, a saint in the church commits suicide or anybody, anybody. anybody. Right. You know, my, my burden is for the minister's wife that there is hope and we can have balance and we, we don't have to be perfect. We can be present, but we don't have to put so much demand on ourselves to where we have to feel like we have to be perfect to where we feel like we're alone or mm -hmm. anyone doing this, or there's no hope or anything like that. So I really appreciate you asking me <laughs> about to talk about balance. <laughs> you were doing a book on balance and this is exactly what we're doing our podcast on. See the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's all falling in place. So it's Lord, so, Lord. <laughs> so what is the name of the title of your book? So we can be looking for it when it comes out. Yes, it's the Apostolic Ladies Devotional, the Minister's Wife Edition. So I know it's a little backwards because usually you come out with the original edition first and then you have another edition. <laughs> but God will this on my heart first and then I'll do the other one later. But I really felt like I needed to put it out for Minister's Wives. And what it is is that I had um, a collective amount of Minister's Wives um, write about how they overcame a couple situations. Mm -hmm. I've put entries in. I have a list of helpful books and mm -hmm. resources that they can read. Um, of course, there's an introduction and stuff, but after each entry from the minister wife that put an entry in and myself putting the entries in is lined paper for her to um, reflect off mm -hmm. of, and figure out, you know, what, what, 
is going good, what can change, um, mm -hmm. what she can glorify God in and put her testimony out there. Um, this has an enlightening piece and seal that there is hope and they're not alone because this minister's wife went through that and this mm -hmm. wife went through another thing. And then they see, you know, sometimes it really helps when you see that somebody else has gone so through something and they came out of it. Mm -hmm. And then when you're going through the storm. You're like, I don't know if I'm going to even get out of this. I don't mm -hmm. even see a way through. <laughs> but going to that verse that God makes everything beautiful in his time, mm -hmm. it always goes back to that. And, you know, I just want the beauty to come out of it and say, okay, these ladies came through it too. And now they're shining. It's not promised that we're always going to have it easy. That's but right. with God, he makes everything good. Where it says he'll never leave us or forsake us. And that, that's promising. So we can sit back during a hard day or if we're going through a struggle or, you know, you can name it in the blank. <laughs> and you can say, okay, I know that God will never leave me or forsake me. I can cast all my cares on him and he cares for me and he'll take care of it. Oh, that is really beautiful, Ashley. And I'm so excited for this book coming out because I'm thinking, oh, just in my mind, I'm like, okay, I can get one for this pastor's wife and this, you know, just so many, just as a gift, just such a wonderful thing that you are, ministry that you are doing. So I love that. But one of the things that I want to go back to, and this is tying into your book and everything that we're talking about, is you mentioned something about you have a skin routine. That is your, your self-care and I love that you said that because it's something, it sounds so simple, but I mean, who doesn't like to do their, get a facial or do their skin routine, even if it's at home, but how right. much you need to do more self-care, you taking your time out for yourself because you are a busy mom and a pastor's wife and wife and all this stuff, but even just so small moments of just mm -hmm. doing a skin routine um taking a bubble bath taking time out for yourself because that is what helps your mental health helps to keep you in balance keep you from going insane you know because yes. I, I just you know, with my schooling and all this stuff like are you using self-care and I'm like huh <laughs> well <laughs> two weeks ago I went to brunch with my friends that's self-care right yes yes but you know but yes. doing that on the daily just a small thing I love that you said that yeah, and it just got, you know, I went without it for a few weeks and I said, you know, I need to get more of the product that I use. I use a set from Skin Balm Apothecary and it's just a really good set. And after I just do my skincare routine, I just feel more fresh. Mm -hmm. It is so good. Um, I definitely uh, recommend it. <laughs> um, any kind of skincare routine, you don't have to go that route, but um, definitely I noticed a difference, you know, you just, even if it's 20 minutes and if I'm sitting on the couch and I need that 10, 20 minutes of quiet time, I just tell my kids I, I'm, I, I'm having quiet time right now and they know, okay, mom's having her quiet time right now. And they, they go to their room or whatever they're doing. And whenever I'm done with my quiet time, I'll just tell them mom's done with her quiet time. And they, um, they converse or whatever, but they know, they know and understand you need that quiet time. Mm -hmm. Teaching it to them is, you know, what my motivation is to, is taking care of them as well. You know, sometimes you need your quiet time and mm -hmm. you need to 
the word of God and, you know, some sort of that. So I love teaching my kids about, about God and what he can do. And <laughs> we have so many good conversations and so does Bible quizzing. It just brings in so many good conversations about the Bible too. And, <laughs> <laughs> and answers come up, questions come up and everything else. So it's just so good. <laughs> To teach your children about quiet time. I love that. I don't have children, but I think that that would probably be the one thing that I would definitely be teaching them. Quiet time. 20 minutes. Yeah. We need quiet time for your sanity and for mine. Yes, yes. <laughs> for both of our sanity. Okay, right now, 20 minutes. But I love that you're teaching your kids that. And then they're going to take that on into their own lives and in their own families and and learn that it's important to just have quiet time. So I I love all the things that you have said, because these things have definitely been helpful and encouraging. Are there any last things that you want to say before we kind of wrap this thing up, this um, interview up, Ashley? Is there anything you want to say to anybody, mom, wife, um, pastor's wife? Yeah, um, I just want to say, too, you know, taking care of your marriage is high priority, too, and Mm -hmm. having balance. Um, because if your marriage isn't taken care of and you don't have balance in your marriage, then life Mm -hmm. is going to be chaos as well. So making time for your husband or your wife, whoever's listening to this, I don't care how busy you are. Your marriage is so important. Um, -hmm. whatever things can wait. Um, and you know, just taking out one night a week just to go out and do something. It doesn't even have to cost anything. You can have a picnic in the backyard. You can send the kids to bed early and just have a date night and make something special in the kitchen um, Mm -hmm. that you you all like to make together. Um, You can go out for dessert or go for a walk. Um, Just making sure that you are staying best friends with your spouse Mm -hmm. uh, is really good balance as well. So... Um, I think that's the key point to in holding balance in the ministry. If you're married, having full communication with your husband and not having any kind of silent treatment. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband and I always has had that role of no silent treatment at all. It's an open book, respectfully, mm-hmm. you know, but we do not let wrath um, go on more for today. If the sun goes down on our wrath, we are doing it wrong. So we get it out on the table, we put it out there, and there's no silent treatment. And that has worked for us for our whole 14 years, and we're going to continue to do it. Uh, and that has found the most balances ever, like this morning. And I don't want to take up too much more time, but I really feel like this is really good in keeping the balance yes. because I... I was trying to get things done. We had a busy week. We had youth week up in our region and stuff. So Mm -hmm. we're driving back and forth, you know, working and everything. I needed to do um, banking for the church and this and that. And I I Mm -hmm. still overwhelmed, but I thought I could handle it. So I was just telling my husband the list that I needed to do. And he said, I'll go to the bank for you. I said, really? I'm like, that'd be great. And he's been awesome about it. I just thought... I can handle this all. I'm good. <laughs> but it's like stepping in and saying, you know what? I'll go to the bank for you. That did so much for balancing my day. Mm-hmm. And all I did was communicate. 
And he said, you know, I'm not doing anything right now. I'll just run to the bank for you. So I did the deposit slips for him and he, he went to the bank. So, you know, that is the key to the marriage or key and balance for your life as well. That is good. That is really good sound advice. And to like working together for the ministry, if you guys are off balance and your relationship is not what it needs to be, then you're going to feel that effects in your family and in your you know, in your, just not just your walk with God, but your ministry, ministering to the church as being the pastors. So that is some good, good advice. I love that you mentioned that. And don't let this then go down upon your wrath. Like that's good. And don't, yes. we're going to communicate. <laughs> this is not, this is not silent treatment. So, you know, how yeah. many people do that, but that is good, good advice. And when I'm yes. married, I'm going to carry that to my, <laughs> I'm carrying that in my marriage, whoever you are out there has been that's what we're going to do. So, <laughs> yes. and you know, at those uh, bridal showers, you never know what to write down for advice for the bride, but that would be one of them. <laughs> That's a good advice. There's, there is a, uh, there's a shower coming up soon in my church. So, you know, if there's something for me to write that down, I will make sure to pass that on from you, Ashley. So <laughs> thank you much. <laughs> well, it has been a pleasure being able to talk with my friend and being able to have you on on the exchange on this episode and like I said I know it's going to be a blessing to many many people so thank you Ashley and thank you to all of our listeners God bless you all we will have you on soon Ashley so many other things to talk about but God bless you all have a good night yes thank you too Lorraine